to down to down to. Yeah, um, missed and peeved. Miffed and peeved. That's a way of saying like you're angry or you're mad. Don't be miffed and peeved. Miffed. Don't be miffed and peeved. It's a real word. It's a real word. It's a real word. I don't use it. It's not in your vocabulary. Down to down. Yes. This is Stephen Adams. Don't be miffed and peeved. No, you can't be miffed and peeved. Sorry. This is Stephen Adams. You can't be miffed and peeved because you're listening to Down to Dunk. Welcome to Down to Dunk. This is your host, Andrew Schleck. We're part of CLNS Media, DailyThunder.com. Also featured on Dash Radio at 5 o'clock Central Time. With me today is my good friend, Alex Spears. Alex, what's up? What's up? So, uh, it's August 22nd. There's not a lot going on. Uh, the dog days. It is the dog days. Let's talk about Hamadou Diallo getting votes in this rookie survey on NBA.com. They do it every year. It's, it's an entertaining thing to read in August to see what these rookies think about each other. And... He got a vote for Rookie of the Year. And disclaimer, you cannot vote for yourself and you cannot vote for your college teammates. And so somebody in this rookie class thinks that Diallo could have a big impact on this season. I think it's insane. But what did, need, what, what did you think when you read that? Other like they, You read through it and you're like, yeah, that list makes sense. Others receiving votes. Marvin Bagley, Troy Brown, Wendell Carter. Yeah, yeah, first round guys. How many Diallo? He was the 48th <laughs> pick in the, in the draft. Uh, they clearly need to reveal the votes like they do for the uh, end of the year awards. That would be awesome. <laughs> I mean, where is there any chance? So was it only f- first and second round guys? Is there any um, chance that like one of the other OKC rookies would have voted him? It was only like 30 guys that voted in it. Oh, okay. Yeah, he must just have a friend. He must just have a real sweet friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's big buds with uh, Colin Sexton, and he just voted him in. I don't know. It's, it's very, very weird. Um, but he was a five-star recruit. He played in New York. He's very well-known going into college. Played in Kentucky. I mean, if you play and start at Kentucky your freshman year, you're somebody. And so he must have gotten, I mean, he obviously had a great reputation before playing there, but still, it's just, it's just very odd. Uh, he also got a vote in which rookie will have the best career. Um, yeah, uh, I, that one's surprising that the top three are Wendell Carter, Kevin Knox, and Jerome Robinson. Yeah, but they're all you'd expect. And, they're all low. They're all very low. Like nobody, basically the rookie said, we don't really know who it is. Because, uh, yeah, a ton of guys got votes, but it's still just weird that that Diallo's getting votes there too. Uh, steal the draft. Again, Diallo was, he's the 45th pick. That's my fault. 45th pick. And he got votes there too. Uh, obviously like most athletic, like we expected him to be there like that. That makes sense. He was second in voting there tied with Josh Koji and Lonnie Walker. Uh, Zaire Smith was number one with 24% of the votes. But I think just the whole point of this is that like maybe Diallo can, can be good. 
and maybe he can play this year. And maybe there's just people that know something. I think he will play minutes this year. I don't think he'll be like a part of the rotation. I think that he'll be a little bit like Ferguson was last year where he's kind of in and out and he maybe not doesn't play as much as Ferguson did last year just because there's not it doesn't seem as though there's much of a need for him to do that this year. Maybe, maybe it turns out that there is a need and some of these other guys can't play like TLC can't play or, you know, Ferguson doesn't really show up and then maybe there, there are some rotation minutes to be had, but uh, I'd be surprised if all that happened. But uh, the Thunder have a really interesting guy that they basic, that they traded for in the second round. And so uh, he's got a lot of potential. He's got a long way to go. Uh, but he he's an interesting back end of the roster guy, and it's 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 been a while since the Thunder have had a guy like that. Yeah, I was just looking through the rest of these. Uh, who is your favorite player in the league? Uh, somebody voted Yusuf Nurkic. It's <laughs> <laughs> the favorite player in the league. Oh, somebody voted Nick Young. Oh wow, I I do think I know who voted Drew and Justin Holiday. Oh. <laughs> 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 so we know Aaron Holiday was voting in this. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, uh, I always like reading the rookie survey. It's fun. It means nothing, and oftentimes they're wrong. I think they've only picked the rookie of the year one time in the last ten years, is what it said. Uh, oh really? <laughs> so, and it was Kevin Durant, but they they've been wrong almost every year. Yeah, they picked. Uh, Let's see. Dennis Smith Jr. last year. Yeah, Dennis Smith. With uh, 26% of the vote. Yeah. Chris Dunn, Jalil Okafor, Jabari Parker, uh, McCollum or Oladipo, Anthony Davis, which is obviously not a bad pick. John Wall, Blake Griffin. Then Kevin Durant was the only one they got right. So rookies are big dummies. I guess that's what we figured out. <laughs> but hey, at least it's nice to know that we have a rookie that at least the other players think is worth mentioning. Yeah, maybe the, there's plenty. Maybe, there's plenty of guys that weren't mentioned at all. Right. Maybe maybe the rookies will guard him at the three point line. Maybe maybe we just need <laughs> to see if we can match him up against a rookie to to get spacing on the floor. Okay, Alex. Before we get to the smart players to know something else that's smart to do is to go eat at the press. You got to go to the press. It's located in the Plaza district near downtown Oklahoma city. Uh, it's a great restaurant. It's a great place to take a date. It's a great place to meet a big group of people. It's a big space. Uh, they have two bars there, uh, and their food is just spectacular. I've mentioned the veggie burger before. I'm serious. A lot of people are just like, just write it off. Every, when I mention veggie burger, they just say, no way. I'm telling you, go try it. Just challenge yourself to try something new and you won't regret it. Get it with the mac and cheese. Get really get anything with the mac and cheese because it's just that good. Uh, support the people that support down to dunk and eat at the press. All right, Alex. Let's, uh, where, where do we want to start? What's, where do you have your list um, starting? So I just did it in order of uh, season finish last year. Okay. Um, and I will say that I feel like the Western Conference was more difficult. So I didn't do necessarily a player for every team. Some of the teams I just did like a, an idea or a take mm-hmm. um, that, you sh- that you should have or that you should at least be aware of so that you can say it to people. Okay. <laughs> um, and I will say that 
I feel like for the better teams, it was harder to think of one. Mm-hmm. And then when you, and then when you get the further you get down, it was just like it popped right in my head. Now you and I did not talk, so we have our own. And I don't know what are the chances that we would come up with the same one, but we'll see if we came up with the same one for any of these. Okay. Uh, so first up would be the Houston Rockets. What 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 do you think for the Houston Rockets? I have James Ennis. I did as well. Specifically, I had James Ennis can give you 90% of what Ariza did. (laughs) (laughs) That's my smart guy take. (laughs) It's and it's just almost mind blowing because you're like, if he could give you 90%, why is he on a minimum deal? Why did, why did the Pistons let him go? Why did, I don't know. I need to look and see how many teams he's played for because why would any team let him go? If he's 90% of Ariza, I mean, the Thunder should have given him their taxpayer mid-level if he's 90% of Ariza, right? Like all these it, teams should have given him that. It is strange. And I was going through for another player that we're going to talk about. I was going through like the ESPN RPM mm-hmm. for small forwards. And he's like in the bottom, he, or at least last year, he was in the bottom like 10 or 15 of small forwards. So yeah, I, I, I don't know. I guess we're all just assuming because it's Houston, which that may be a good assumption. I mean, they're a good team. They've made players that didn't seem as good in the past. I mean, all of a sudden, Luke Richard and Bob Mute last year was like a guy that every smart NBA fan was talking about. Yeah. Whereas previously we weren't. So maybe it'll happen for James Ennis, but <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, if you want to sound smart, yeah, we're assuming it. You got to assume that he's going to be almost as good as Trevor Reza. Yeah, he's played for four different teams. He is Miami, Memphis, Pelicans, back to Memphis, and then to Detroit. So, I don't know. I have no idea. But with the Pelicans, in nine games, he averaged 15 points per game. So, that's a small sample size. Yeah, It'll be interesting to see what happens. I mean, I feel like a lot of their ceiling hinges on what he can do, mm-hmm. especially what he can do defensively. Yeah, without a doubt. He's a 35% career three-point shooter. He shot 30% for Detroit last year. He's 27 years old. I don't know. Maybe I'm not smart enough to get it. It's okay. At least you're aware of it. So you yeah. can always bring it out if you need to sound <laughs> smart. Uh, okay, the Golden State Warriors. This was probably the toughest one for me i ended up going with a take which is probably not as popular now but i feel like two years ago and this is something i would say all the time is that draymond green is a top 10 nba player i feel like that was the ultimate sign that you were like a smart nba guy Mm -hmm. (laughs) if you if you could look past the fact that he only scored you know like 10 points a game if you felt confident enough to say that this guy top 10 NBA player that that signaled to people that you were a smart NBA guy. That's so true. Uh, mine is that Jordan Bell is a starting caliber big. Yeah, that's true. Cause they, I feel like we, we did the same thing with Patrick McCaw mm-hmm. and now we're dealing with Jordan Bell, which Jordan Bell at least has made more impact in his first couple years than Patrick McCaw did. Yeah. So at least he has that going for him and they like don't have centers anymore. So well, first year he was only a rookie last year. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen it. I mean, he's, he seems to on paper have those skills 
and played well at points in the season, but then couldn't play at times. I don't know. We'll see. But just to say that he's a starting caliber center in this league is that's like that's like a little bit too far. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Well, <laughs> he's kind of he might be starting caliber caliber just by default yeah. on the Warriors. Right. Yeah. And what yeah, what does that even mean? I mean, Zaza was their starter. JaVale McGee played big minutes for them. It just, you don't have the the bar is low to be the starting center for them. Um okay, this one was the most difficult for me, the Portland Trailblazers. Who did you end up going with? Uh, I, I still don't even know. <laughs> that, that, that's how I felt. Like I put Al Farouk Amino. Yeah. Um, just like being aware of him in general. Uh, and, and I, and I do think this made more sense a few years ago when he actually first got that deal. Mm-hmm. Because remember when he signed his current deal, everyone was like, or a lot of people were like, whoa, whoa why are you paying whoa. this guy so much money? It was like four years, 36 million. So he's getting like 9 million a year. Mm-hmm. I feel like everyone kind of gets it now. Yeah. So I don't know if it's that smart of an opinion anymore, but maybe just, maybe just knowing about Amino. Maybe it's just hating Evan Turner. <laughs> yeah, that could be it too. You're just really smart. If you just think Evan Turner is just the worst. <laughs> He, another guy who, when I was looking at the ESPN RPMs, he was like bottom five among small forwards. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's Seth Curry thinking a whole lot of Seth Curry. Actually, that is probably it because I have a very high opinion of Seth Curry and I don't really know why. I know. I've watched him play maybe 10, 10 NBA minutes at the most. Yeah, because he's been injured a lot. But I same thing with like Shabazz Napier. Like when I either of those guys get signed i'm like oh that's a good get oh yeah that's that's very crafty yeah i don't, don't know. know why but yeah <laughs> um all right let's save the thunder so now we're on to the jazz so my argument is that the jazz as an entire team should count <laughs> if you want if you want to sound smart just go on and on about how the jazz just do it the right way <laughs> from from the top down andrew owner coach players concessions dj boom equivalent they're a high class organization all around andrew now does it matter that they had five lottery picks over a five-year period from 2011 to 2016 and came away with ennis Cantor, dante exum trey burke alec burks and trey lyles no andrew they're a world-class organization they are like if the spurs never won anything <laughs> i have nothing to add to that that was really good <laughs> I think Quinn Snyder is also the guy. If you want to sound smart, talk about how good Quinn Snyder is. Oh, for sure. That's yeah, me. I definitely believe. I if people ask me to uh, rank or give like they're my top five coaches, he would definitely be in it. Oh, easily. He have to be if you wanted to sound smart. Have to the be. idea that an average fan would have know enough about coaching to have a real opinion <laughs> on coaching. I'm just making it up. <laughs> He's great. Uh, he is great, though. And he is like I've been in, I've just been in like press conferences with him like pre and post game press conferences that he is a really smart guy he, he doesn't like he looks like crazy and angry on the bench a lot but he is a super chill guy and comes off very well spoken very smart and you can kind of see like oh okay like this guy's great um, and I picked the whole team just because 
I forget what year it was, but they did ESPN did like their organization franchise rankings. Yes. This is, I think two seasons ago. And the jazz were just abnormally high. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's just cause they just command a lot of respect around the league. A lot of people like them. Yeah. And I get it. I get it. They're awesome. They, they really yeah, are. Yeah. Um, okay. Next, the New Orleans Pelicans. Who is your smart guy for the New Orleans per- Pelicans? I think it's overrating Etwan Moore. That is that is probably that is probably correct. I put a different one, but I definitely have strong opinions about Etwan Moore. <laughs> <laughs> we all do. Yeah, and we we've watched him play some. But we've just heard so much about how good this guy is. And if you don't talk about him like he is a top half of the league shooting guard, then you just must be an idiot. Well, he's I, I guess it's because he can play, you know, he plays the one and the two. And even sometimes I feel like he plays the three on their team and he has this reputation as a good defender. And then you look at his stats and like. He seems fine there, so I just build him up in my head. I mean, he, he's one of those guys, when he goes to another team, I will definitely think it's like a good a good signing. Oh, yeah. He did shoot uh, 42% from three last year. Right, on yeah. On almost four attempts. Uh, maybe, maybe you are smart if you think that he's good. So mine was uh, Julius Randle for a very specific reason, because I feel like smart NBA did a 180 on Randall in the last year. Yeah. And I just want to, I just want to make sure everyone is caught up because you can't, you can't get away with saying that Julius Randall doesn't make sense in the modern game anymore. That's what we said two years ago. Now, when you, if you have to talk about him, you have to talk about how switchable he is <laughs> and what a great small ball five he can be. That's right. And the, the 180 is totally warranted by the way. I mean, he was significantly better last year. But if you like just haven't been paying attention, haven't been watching the Lakers a lot, you, you don't want to get left behind with your outdated Julius Randle take. So you got to get caught up. This is definitely a Zach Lowe, Zach Lowe's doing. And yeah. in the low post, he'll just sprinkle every once in a while. I'm still in on Julius Randle. And you're just right. like, oh, well, I, well I, I probably should be too. <laughs> um, I'm excited about this one. The San Antonio Spurs. So I actually think this is one of the most smart NBA things ever. And it's DeJounte Murray. Yeah. The fact that a 21 year old point guard who only played 21 minutes per game last year, got second team, all defense. That is one of the most smart NBA things to ever happen. (laughs) He had the, he had the fifth highest number of first place votes in the league only playing 21 minutes per game. And I'm not even saying he didn't deserve it, but there's no way that all these voters would have ever come to this conclusion on their own. Like how, how are so many guys watching that much spurs to notice the 21 minute per game, second year, 21 year old to vote him as all team second defense. And I actually thought it was because, because I remember a few years ago, Zach Lowe picked Mark Gasol as defensive player of the year. This mm-hmm. is like four or five years ago. Yeah. And I felt like the second that article was published, all I heard was that, oh, yeah, Marcus Gasol is the defensive player of the year. And so I assumed that, well, Zach Lowe must have put it in his article, but he didn't. Hmm. He was like the one writer I thought would have done it who, who was big enough to influence more people. So I don't, I don't know how it happened, Andrew. I don't know. Maybe there's just more smart NBA guys now. 
That's a really good one. Uh, and even you probably asked Popovich last year if you thought that he was deserving of that. And I think he would say no. Because I remember I actually got to ask Pop a question before a game and it was about DeJounte Murray. And I asked him like what he could learn, what he thought DeJounte could learn from Russell Westbrook. And he kind of mentioned DeJounte as like a kind of scatterbrained kid that couldn't keep his motor, didn't have a high motor all the time and really needed to learn how to do that and watch Russell because he said that he can kind of be off and on. And that, that certainly doesn't sound like an all defensive type of guy. And I didn't watch him enough last year to tell you whether he's that or not. Um, right. Yeah. It's yeah, just the more, I, the more I thought about it, I was like, how did he, how did that happen? Cause it, it just usually doesn't happen. Like even in Zach Lowe's piece, he was like, yeah, he's probably a year away from getting considered for this list. Yeah. Yeah. And he should play a lot this season with Tony Parker totally out of the picture. Not that he played a ton last year anyways, but just him being out of the picture totally will should, should let DeJounte spread his wings and become the defensive player of the year this year. Yeah. Um, did you have anyone for the Spurs? No, I, I like the DeJounte take. Um, so next is, uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves. I went with, Tyus Jones. Yeah. Same. Specifically that you need to say that he's like a top three backup point guard in the league. (laughs) Yeah. Or we should say like, why does not why isn't Tyus Jones starting for this team? Yeah. Just, just tweet out hashtag free Tyus. Yeah. (laughs) That'll let people know that you're pretty smart. And I didn't even realize this until looking at his stats, but he's really like the new age, Eric Maynard, (laughs) like him and Eric Maynard have very similar stat profile. for like early in their career. And I realized that I just feel the same way about Tyus Jones that I used to feel about Eric Maynard. It's like, wow, this guy, except the difference was like back then there actually were people who thought that Eric Maynard should start over Russell Westbrook. Um, But even those of us who didn't like, we still thought that Eric Maynard like, Oh, this guy could be like the best backup point guard in the league. Mm Mm-hmm. And then he finally got like a bigger opportunity and then he got injuries and it just never happened. And so now I've moved on to Tyus Jones. So I'm really excited about his free agency next summer. Excited him to get a bigger shot and I'll probably end up being disappointed. But for right now, Tyus Jones seems like a smart choice. Yeah. His per 36 minutes, 10 points, five assists, three rebounds, 34% from three, 45% from the field. How smart can you be? You gotta be. You gotta be so smart. <laughs> he's very underwhelming. Look at. He know, is. I don't know why everybody talks about him like that. I don't. He shows up really well. I mean, we mentioned it two weeks ago. He shows up really well in some of the lineup data. Yeah. And it kind of does seem like he should be playing with the starters more. You know who did for Thunder last year? Josh Hustis. Great in the lineup yeah, data. Yeah. Just for sure. awesome. Is he is he gone officially or is he? I have not heard a peep. I'm not going to pretend like I know anything on the inside, but just from being around the team and kind of knowing other things about Josh, I don't think he's going to come back. I don't think the team, I don't think the Thunder want him back, to be honest. Okay. So... That's sad. What are you going to do? You're not going to get to, well, you've just moved on. You'll move on to uh, Deontay Burton or Hamadou Diallo. Oh yeah. I've, I've got the, I'm very excited. Maybe I'll just become a big Abdel Nader guy. 
I don't know if you want to do that. Stay tuned. Okay. Uh, Denver Nuggets. I, this was the easiest one. Okay. I, I Then we have to have landed on the same guy. You have to. Who is it? Wancho Hernan Gomez. Yes. This is a man who some say only exists in the written transcripts of dunked on podcast. <laughs> I don't know if any player has ever been more hyped up by dunked on than Wancho. Oh man. There yeah. was a, there was an off season grades pod, probably from the year he was drafted where I think they complained about like half the teams in the lottery for not taking Wancho. Right. And, and I think it's seared in my memory because that was the year that OKC drafted Sabonis. Right. And they were like super mad that OKC hadn't taken Wancho Hernan Gomez. Right. Yeah. And by now Sabonis has played almost over three times the minutes that Wancho has played. Wancho has right. barely played a thousand minutes in the NBA, which is not a lot of minutes. No. And, and maybe he'll get more time this year because Wilson Chandler's gone. And I guess you can play him at the three. Um, but man, I, and, and, there's no player in the history of the league that I had a more like unfounded opinion on for no reason. Like it was just because I listened to dunked on Mm -hmm. like anytime I would think about the nuggets or like come up with trades for the nuggets. Well, I was thinking like, well, Wancho's too valuable. I can't put him in the trade. Like they're never (laughs) going to trade him. (laughs) (laughs) That's very weird. I mean, I know he was, he had some like illness last year like mono or something. Yeah. Right? He only played 25 games. Yeah. He didn't play much, but he didn't play well when he did play. I mean, he shot 38% from the field, 28% from three. And I, I don't know. You probably throw out all those numbers um, for last year, but still in his rookie season where he was just being hyped 4.9 points, two rebounds. That's about it. And he shot 40% on 1.8 attempts per game. It's not super exciting per 36 minutes, 13 points, eight rebounds. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I, I don't know. He's he's like the poster child for this list. I think why they like him so much is that they like the idea of him and they like his archetype of this right. four that can shoot outside shots that is super athletic. And because he's European, he must be brilliant. Um. Okay, moving on. Los Angeles Clippers. This was another tough one for me. I bet we did not have the same one. Who did you have? Yeah, I, I put Sandarius Thornwell, like thinking that he that he's a great saying that he's a great team defender uh, is a really smart thing to say. Wow, that's that's too smart for me. I never heard that before. Uh, Montrez Harrell yep. saying that talking about him as one of the better energy bigs in the NBA is also a super smart thing to say. Those are the two things I had. I had a uh, Mike Scott, but specifically you have to know that Mike Scott was really important for the wizards in the 2018 playoffs and that he played some center for the first time in his career. If you know that people think you're a genius. So well, here's what you do. You're out with your friends. <laughs> you're previewing the Western conference team by team, like friends do at the bar. <laughs> and when you get to the Clippers say, Hey, you know what? I think an interesting wrinkle for the clips this year is finding some minutes for Mike Scott at center. And they'll be like, whoa, dude, that's a really good point. <laughs> so it's a, it's a very specific one, but that'll make you seem pretty smart. I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> I think you're so right about that. I didn't, I didn't, I could not have said that. 
um, okay, another fun one is the Los Angeles Lakers. Now, I actually went with all of the Lakers young guys. Okay. So I, there's this weird thing that happened in the last couple seasons where it seems like every smart NBA person really likes Ingram, Ball, and Hart. Mm-hmm. And be, and because it's L.A., there's also a ton of just regular dumb Lakers fans who unsurprisingly have also come to that conclusion. And so now you have this alliance of smart NBA and dumb Lakers fans. <laughs> They're working together to increase the value of these guys in the minds of just regular NBA fans. So if you really want to sound smart, you've got to be high on the Lakers young guys. But in order for people to know that you're not just some dumb Lakers fans, you've got to be down on Kuzma. That's where smart NBA draws the line with <laughs> Lakers fans. That is the line of demarcation. You can say anything you want to about Ingram ball and heart, how good they are, how they're going to be so awesome, but do not say good things about Kyle Kuzma. Is that really a thing? I feel like it is. I feel like smart NBA thinks Kyle Kuzma is going to be um, like a poor man's Rudy gay or something like a bench scorer guy. Yeah. Yeah. Or like a poor man's Tobias Harris or something like that. Hmm. Um, whereas like I saw a poll the other day that was like, would you rather have Josh Hart or Gary Harris? And there was so many votes for Josh Hart. That's just, that's absurd. That is insanity. Uh, my Laker pick is their rookie from Kansas. And if you can pronounce his name. Oh, you know what? I remember cause he was mocked to OKC at one point and I, uh, I looked him up and had never heard of him before. And, uh, but yeah, I guess he's, he got a little buzz. He got some buzz. I actually was talking to a friend that's a Lakers fan and he was talking about his release the other day. And I was like, wow, now that is brilliant. And I was like, I'm very excited that you said that because now I'm going to use Skidishlav Mikhailik on the podcast. See, that's the problem though. If he doesn't have a name, this that you can pronounce it's going to be very difficult for him to get enough airplay i think you call him ski okay that's what he definitely needs a an easy name to say that we yeah. can repeat over and over again yeah skidishlav mckellick i had to look it up on youtube and repeat it to myself several times this morning before i get <laughs> feel comfortable with it i'm still not super confident but go just look at his name. It's spelled S-V-I-A-T-O-S-L-A-V. And then his last name is M-Y-K-H-A-I-L-A-U-K. And you're just like, what is that? What is <laughs> happening with these letters? Um, that's, that's a very good one. I hadn't thought about that one. Uh, okay, next, the Sacramento Kings. I have a very strong opinion on this one. Who do you have? I have Scal Labassier. Oh, interesting. What's your case for Scal? Uh, he just hasn't really done anything in the NBA. And if you talk about him like he could be a potential starter, then you're just mind-blowingly smart. Well, I, I already do that. So I, <laughs> guess, I'm, I guess I'm pretty smart. Right. <laughs> Who's your guy? Uh, so I went with Nemanja Bielitsa. Okay. And partially because it, of the pronunciation partially, but Bielitsa is the classic start a 2k franchise, do a fantasy draft, <laughs> draft Bielitsa in the second to last round and sit back and think to yourself, Oh man, I just got great value. 
I can't believe all these robot teams passed on him. <laughs> they are such idiots. <laughs> he he has seamlessly taken the place of Omri Caspi in my mind. Yeah. I used to be I used to be obsessed with Omri Caspi. Every new team he would go to and not play, I would be very excited <laughs> for that team. You know, whether it was the Pelicans or then it was the Warriors. Oh, the Warriors. I mean, oh, when the man. Warriors got him, I was like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> the Warriors again. What an embarrassment of riches. <laughs> yeah. They're ruining the league because of Omri Caspi. Now, Bielitsa is actually only one month younger than Caspi, but he feels oh. five years younger in my head. Yeah. So, he, you know, he's probably a guy who's not as good as I think. He's probably going to bounce around the league the next five years, and I'll think he's a steal every time he's on a new team. But I, the more I thought about it, I realized the actual good version of this player that I am obsessed with is Dario Saric. So he should probably be my favorite player. Yeah. That's so he's, like, he's like the rich man's version of these two guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there are those guys who like at the end of a 2K fantasy draft that I'm like, wow, I just cannot believe they're still <laughs> look at this. <laughs> you still do some 2K fantasy drafts? That's the only way I play 2K. OK, I haven't. I mean, I used to do that. I, I just don't play video games anymore. But yeah, uh, yeah, I actually I just I just had a draft last night by myself. <laughs> I do it. I do it a lot, and I'll just draft the team thinking I want to actually play a season. But I have like five franchises going because I really just bored. Yeah, yeah. I just like doing the draft. Yeah, (laughs) that's Um, my favorite part of the fantasy season. And we, Alex, has like headed up our NBA fantasy team for years now. Like, what is it? Probably over a decade. Yeah, definitely. The draft is easily the most fun that we have doing. Oh my gosh, and. We, we, we might as well uh, talk about it now, but Andrew's going to let me do a down to dunk fantasy league. Yeah. Which we will, uh, we'll have more details on whenever I think about it more. Um, but one thing I do for our league that I would like to do for a down to dunk league is doing a draft lottery yes. uh, li- live on YouTube. It's very fun. I've, I've only been doing it the last three years, but where I do a live draft lottery, I put all the names in a hat or a, a bucket or something, anything in my kitchen and then pull them one by one. It's very exciting. It is. It's Alex makes it very, very fun. So yeah, look forward to that because it's, we tried to do a fantasy league a few years ago. I'm sure some of you remember, and it was terrible because I didn't care about it. So, (laughs) (laughs) um, okay. The next is next team is Dallas Mavericks. Now this one, this one, this one hurt my heart, Andrew to say, but I had to be honest. I think, it's specifically that Luka Doncic was the number one player in the draft and it wasn't close because <laughs> that is definitely something I believe it is something I've thought, you know, how many full games of Doncic I've seen maybe one. And it yeah. was the game when Real Madrid played OKC in 2016 and he went one for five in 18 minutes. No recollection of that game, <laughs> but apparently it just made such an impact on me that one for five. I was like, wow, this guy can't even touch him <laughs> that is i think that's right i put maxi Kleber just because if you talk about him as a uh, a rotation big you're a pretty smart guy yeah i i i'm familiar with his name but i couldn't have told you what position he played and i so think it might be pronounced Kleber. and i said Kleber. i don't know i'm not smart enough Ooh. to know definitely not <laughs> smart enough to know <laughs> um but yeah i definitely feel like uh the Doncic thing is, is real. Like you, that is definitely the like strong opinion. 
oh, yeah. among most smart NBA people. I've definitely overrated him already. But maybe I haven't. Yeah, maybe we're right. We could still be right. These smart NBA things do- doesn't mean you're wrong about it. That's true. That is so true. You could be just you could just be brilliant. Yeah. Nemanja Bialica. He could be the next Omri Caspi. <laughs> uh, okay. Next is the Memphis Grizzlies. I felt pretty sh- well, first of all, if you're not worried about s- sounding smart, if you just want to sound like Taylor, you just have to talk about how Marshawn Brooks just <laughs> needs a chance. Marshawn just needs a chance. Just give him a chance. <laughs> um, but mine was Garrett Temple. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, so he's that's a good one. 32 years old. He's entering his 10th season in the NBA. For some reason, for the first eight years of his career, I did not have any opinion on Garrett Temple. Yeah. And now... And now all of a sudden I have very strong opinions on Garrett Temple who plays for a team. I never watched last year, the Sacramento Kings. But when Memphis traded for him, I was like, wow, what a get three and D plays three positions. Then I went up and looked and this goes back to the ESPN RPM thing. I just wanted to see where he ranked. So he ranked 67th out of 87 small forwards. I didn't realize he played so much small forward last year. He played like half his minutes there and that's not, the be all end all ESPN RPM. Um, but you know, the most relevant players finishing behind him were James Ennis, uh, TJ Warren and Evan Turner. And then, uh, Abdel Nader finished dead last <laughs> among small forwards last year. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I think I still do believe that Garrett temples, a, a really good pickup for them. I think he's pretty good. Yeah. But it's not based on a lot. <laughs> I thought he sucked for the first portion of his career. Like, I just didn't think he was any good. I for, feel like people used to complain about him all the time when he was on, he was on the Wizards, right? Oh, my goodness. He bounced around like crazy in his year 23 and 24 seasons. He played for one, two, three, four, five different teams in two years and then went to Italy when he was 25 came back and played for Washington and shot the ball well one year and then played for Sacramento and is suddenly a hot commodity. Very hot. Very hot. Great leader, I've heard. And so now I believe that until the end of time. <laughs> right. I, I talked about him in trades for the Thunder. Like yeah. And like mellow trades for the Thunder. I'd be pretty oh satisfied my- if I got Garrett Temple. I would I would have gone insane if we had some <laughs> traded to, for Garrett Temple. I'd be so excited. Going to the finals, man. Um, all right, last one. This one was I felt was difficult too. Uh, Phoenix Suns. Who did you have? I had Rashawn Holmes. Ah, oh, former who, Sixer. Who they signed in the off season? If you just talk about him, like he is a legit backup center that should get a look at starting then you're very smart. I also just, the take that both Marquise Chris and Dragon Bender suck is a very, you're very smart. If you just think that they're both terrible and that they should just be waived. Yeah, it's hard. It's going to be hard for those guys to get that stench off of them because I definitely have that opinion of them. Oh, yeah. Um, so mine, and I, I need to like talk this out with you. It's, it's Devin Booker, but oh. it's because... But but listen, it's it's because I feel like people's opinion on Devin Booker is very important right now. Yeah. But I'm not sure which opinion is the correct one <laughs> or the smart one. But I just know that you have to be very emphatic and confident in whichever one you choose. So you either have to say 
things like he can't be the best player on a good team. He doesn't contribute to winning basketball. He's basically a good stats, bad team guy. Or, and I feel like that was like a dominant smart guy opinion for a long time. But now there's been this sea change. And now that people are coming back, they're fighting back. They're saying, hey, Booker is a 21-year-old shooting guard who just averaged 25, 5, and 5. Who else were the Suns giving that money to? So that's, that's, I feel like, the new smart opinion. But I'm still not sure. I'm still not sure which, which to go with. Yeah, I think Zach Lowe said, Devin Booker is good. I think I've heard him say that. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a good one. I mean, I don't know. Everybody is just ready to define the careers of Devin Booker and Andrew Wiggins just right now. Let's just go ahead and end their careers now. And just say that this is all that they are. And they're both 21. I mean, they're both just incredible. Is Wiggins there. really 21? Uh, he's young. Maybe he's not 21. Um, but he's he's maybe that's incredibly wrong he's tw- he's 23 okay 23 he must have just turned 23 but yeah he's i don't know both those guys are super young 23 is still really young and he's the first pick of the draft i i get it but anyways no he's about to turn 24 i'm an idiot <laughs> uh anyways I, I still think that he could be a good player and devin booker I don't know why we have to define their careers now. Yeah, I, I I think Devin Booker, I feel like I've come around on him more. It is it is hard to ignore. I read some long article about how, and this was fr- out of an Arizona outlet, but how based on his stats, Devin Booker is almost ready to lead a team on his own to the playoffs, hmm. uh, which I don't buy that. But it was kind of surprising like what company he is in at that young age putting up those kind of stats even if you think that well it's just a bad stats or a bad team good stats kind of deal Mm -hmm. even with that it's still kind of amazing the company he's in yeah and i don't know i think any of these guys in the right situation can help an nba team if you can score like that it just depends on what role you take but like any of these guys can help on a good team uh, maybe he's not the number one guy, but I don't know that we don't know that yet. Like the dude is incredibly talented and he gets all the respect from all the other NBA players. Uh, so that doesn't always mean everything, but it does mean something. Um, all right. Well, that so that was all the smart guys for the Western Conference. Oh, we forgot Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City, the finale. Hey, before we go to Oklahoma City. Uh, yeah. We're going to do a trade call okay, with the Thunder. Uh, but before we do that, I want to talk to you about Day Creative. They're a full-service web design agency that wants to see your business thrive. Uh, they have provide end-to-end solutions that will build your online identity and expand your brand to audiences you haven't even considered. Say goodbye to the cookie-cutter templates and leave the heavy lifting to Day Creative. You can find them at daycreative.net. I believe I said .com on the last podcast that I didn't add for them. It's .net. Uh, just ask for Matthew. Matthew is great. Uh, it's super helpful. So if you're looking for a way to rebuild your brand or just to build a website that looks amazing, contact DayCreative, DayCreative.net. And now, a trade call. Ring, 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 ring. Hello? I love the idea that Sam picks up his own phone. <laughs> He totally does. At his office. Hello. Uh, hey, Sam. 
It's Mitch. Mitch Kupchak. Yeah. Trying to think of NBA GM names. I'm back now, baby. In Charlotte, right? Charlotte. That's, that's right. right. That's right. Okay. Okay. Are uh, you trying to Are you trying to trade me old old sleepy eyes? Uh, excuse me. <laughs> old sleepy eyes, Jeremy Lamb. Oh no 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 no! He's a gem. He's just he's amazing. Who else would I play Xbox with? <laughs> uh, I'm interested in a couple of your players. I'm really interested in not having some money on our books because it's a complete disaster when your buddy rich Cho just destroyed our team with all these contracts. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I'd like to trade you guys Marvin Williams. He has two years left on his deal. He has 15 million for next year, 14 this year. And we'll take back Abrinas, Kyle Singler and Patrick Patterson. Uh, Oh, Okay. Abrinus, Kyle Singler, Kyle Singler, I like that. I like that. He's about to be gone anyway. So, um, Mitch, could you tell me how many uh, years are left on Marvin Williams' contract? Two. I just told you that, Sam. Are you not listening? It wasn't listening. <laughs> Two um, years left. Fifteen million for next season. Fifteen? Yes, sir. Shot forty over forty percent from three last year. He's making fifteen a year. <laughs> Fourteen this true? year. 14 this year, 15 next year. Uh, oh, and it's a player option. Okay. Um, Mitch, I'm really sorry, but I'm going to have to turn you down on that one. I, I don't think I can do that. It's too rich for my blood. Okay. Well, just thought you would want a starting caliber forward on your team, but whatever. Yeah, he is. He And he's probably, I mean, uh, what do you think? He's a North Carolina guy. I hate to get rid of him, but... Uh, no, I'm asking Andrew. Andrew, what do you think? <laughs> I don't know. I probably wouldn't do it. Okay. I mean, I like Marvin Williams. I like late career Marvin Williams. He would be awesome for the. He player. would be because he. I did not realize he was making that much money. I thought it yeah. was like nine million. Yeah, it's fifteen for next year. I wouldn't do it, but I think he. I think it would help. I think it gives you. I mean, if your forward rotation is Marvin Williams and Jeremy Grant, I think you feel a lot better heading into the season. Because Patterson, I thought he was, I think he's still going to be good for the Thunder. Yeah. But there's still some question marks with him. Um, wow. So he signed a four-year, $54.5 million deal. Yeah. So he was a 2016 guy. Okay. Yes. Well, good for him. Yeah, for real. Because <laughs> like, if Patterson is at his ceiling, like, what's the difference between those two players, would you say? Um... I don't think I, I think I would still want Marvin Williams, but I think that it's close if Patterson's completely healthy and is at the top of his game. Yeah, for some reason. And I, I don't know. I do, I do feel like uh, Marvin Williams can you can just play him more. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I don't really know why I think that <laughs> he's another <laughs> smart guy. This is a, <laughs> yeah, it's a, a definitely a smart NBA opinion you're trying to give here. <laughs> he is. He is. Um, yeah, I get, yeah, they, they do kind of profile as similar players. Um, but yeah, I, I, for some, for whatever reason, I do think of Marvin Williams as better perfecting that role so far in his career. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I would, I would, yeah, I would, I mean, I would love Marvin Williams on the team. Yeah. I think he, he would, would, he would solidify the team a little bit more. 
And I don't think there'd be any question about who would be starting between him and Jeremy. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know if you read the article that, um, I can't remember who wrote it. Alex Kennedy. Alex Kennedy put out an article. Read it to us. Where he, he interviewed Jeremy Grant and it's pretty interesting. It's, it's definitely worth a read. He dropped this stat, which I thought was hilarious that the thunder, when Jeremy Grant was on the floor in the playoffs, they played like a 52 win team or something like that. And then whenever Carmelo Anthony played for the thunder, they were like an 18 win team. Is that true? I think going with the offensive and defensive ratings is what he did is what I assume. Oh, and then extrapolated that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's true. It's a really weird way to think about it. (laughs) I've never thought about that in terms like, Oh man, tonight the thunder played like a 55 win team. Oh man. Right. It's, it's not really how you talk about those things, but it was at least kind of interesting. And he talked about, Jeremy talked about how he, his workouts, he's been basically doing like three a days all, all year or all summer. I mean, uh, or he'll get up in the morning and work out till lunch, have lunch and rest a bit, then work out in the afternoon, then do dinner and then go work out again after dinner, like every single wow. day this summer. And his, he said his main focus has been shooting and not only just shooting in the gym, but he said the, the way that you get better is that you get game reps with shooting. And so he's been working out with uh, his brother, Jerry and Grant and Victor Oladipo. And I, I don't know if everybody knows that they grew up together, like Oladipo and the Grant brothers. Like they were, I, I didn't know that they were like very much. They were very, very good friends. It's funny. I, <laughs> I, and I, I think I told this story on the podcast, but I went to start a bank account at, at this local bank for my kids and the guy that was the the bank rep or whatever, he uh, played basketball at OU and is like Jeremy Grant's like godfather. And so, like we just started talking about that, and he's like, "Yeah, Victor Oladipo, like we they grew up together, and they would like be at each other's houses and train together growing up and all this stuff." But anyways, um, huh. uh, so Jeremy Grant's been playing with Vic all summer and. Uh, Kelly Oubre and a few other guys in DC. And so he's, he's training every day. He's trying to become a better shooter. And uh, so it was pretty interesting. I retweeted it this morning. So I think it's definitely worth, worth a read, but uh, yeah, if he could figure out like the Marvin Williams role before his, before he's 30 and isn't as athletic anymore, right? (laughs) that would be great. (laughs) I think Grant is a better player than Marvin Williams is today though. Maybe that's a hot take. Oh, I'd have to think about that one. It sounded a little hot coming out. Um, I need to let it marinate for a while, decide what I think about that. <laughs> I think he can do more things than Marvin Williams. I'll say that. Yeah, I, I would probably agree with that. I think he can, cre- he can create a little bit more. But the sample size of Grant doing that is still really low. It's like half a season. Right. And so if he can be that guy, if he can be the, the guy that he was, you know, March, April, if he can be that guy, then I I think that he's better than Marvin, but he's still not a better fit to start. If, if Jeremy can hit a three point shot at a good rate, then like I'm, I'm all aboard the Jeremy Grant train. Like if he, if he can hit 36, 37% from, from corner three and it has to be guarded, then I think the thunder ceiling is raised pretty significantly. Yeah. 
Um, okay, the last team, the Oklahoma City Thunder, the smart guy opinion. Now, this is probably, this could be, mine is actually one that I think most Thunder fans do believe and do uh-huh. say. And it's that Andre Robertson is the best perimeter defender in the NBA. Ooh, yeah. Because Robertson gets so much hate from casual NBA fans. Mm-hmm. And, and, local, so I, I, and local uh, radio <laughs> hosts, like for real. <laughs> so I think, but I, but I do feel like there's been a pushback from smart NBA fans about how good he is defensively. Like mm-hmm. you can't, you can't just say he's a good defender. Like it, that really doesn't go far enough. Like at his peak, he might be the best perimeter defender in the NBA. And well, that's think, a huge difference. Well, I think Sam Presti gave us the the most ammo for that conversation is that losing under Robertson is like losing a 20 point score is what he said in a press conference. Yeah. And so, <laughs> I mean, if you say that, I mean, you're obviously brilliant because you're like, what? Like, really? Like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I think when he said that. I guess that's true. I'm sure you've done the math. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Was there any other uh, takes that you thought for OKC? I think if you just have a strong take about any of the young wings, then you're a smart guy. Especially if if you've got, if you're as smart as McKelly is like he was on Monday about Deontay Burton, then man, you are (laughs) just a brilliant soul. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. How upset were you that uh, dunked on didn't even mention Deontay Burton? Uh, You know, I'm, I was actually a little bit excited about it because it feel like I, it gave me the upper hand on being smart about the thunder that they don't, they they have no idea. (laughs) So actually it was pretty, pretty proud of myself there. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening to our podcast. You have got to follow Alex on Twitter at AlBabyCakes. Uh, I'm I'm actually working. I haven't told you this yet, but I'm working on a, a segment right now where Luke tries out to be the play-by-play guy for the Thunder. So, oh, uh, really? Yeah. So just get ready for that. Yeah, I did not realize how many people were interested in uh, Luke being the new Brad Davis. <laughs> yeah, if you want to know what that's all about, follow Alex on Twitter at AlBabyCakes. You can follow me at Andrew K. Schlecht. Follow our show at Down to Dunk. Uh, please continue to leave us five-star iTunes reviews. There's a chance for you to still uh, get this Andy's prize. So go leave us a five-star review. Screenshot your review to me. It has to be the words because you can't screenshot just the five stars so do that you can dm me my dms are open so you can dm that to me as several people have done that you can just tweet at down to dunk or at andrew k select i'll see both so please do that Uh, i'll i'll probably just announce the winner on friday's pod so i hope you guys have a great day and we'll talk to you guys again on friday